Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Jackie Minsky Show. If you are new, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're with me for a while, thank you so much for coming back. So you guys really loved the last episode where I was on the go, real raw. It was totally unedited. And guess what? <laughs> I liked it too. Um, totally, totally loved it. But I really wanted to do this episode um, today about, you know, I, I've shied away from talking about this in the past. I don't know why, but I think this is like super, super important. The more I'm starting to understand, this is a real thing that people face. And unless you understand the signs, the psychology, you will probably wind up in a similar situation. So I really want to talk about narcissists. <laughs> I've shied away. I, I don't like labeling things, people. I don't like doing it, but I just want to have this conversation. So narcissists are people who are very, um, they have this sense of entitlement and they, requ- this is big guys, what I'm about to say next. They require constant admiration. Okay. So this is big. Like this is something you need to understand, which is why narcissists look for new supply when a relationship gets rough. Because instead of figuring things out and going through the hard stuff, they need new supply to admire their super, superhero, um, narcissistic character, which is a facade. Okay. <laughs> so let's just dive in. Um, the first signs of a narcissist are always what we call love bombing. The term love bombing is it's exactly as it sounds. They're very charming. They're constantly texting or calling, making you feel super special. It's their way of making sure that they put themselves on your radar so you have this amazing um concept of an idea of them in your mind like oh my god this person is so amazing they're so loving no they're love bombing so you can think they're amazing so you can feel all these things towards them and then the terror starts eventually now when you call out narcissists they're not like I don't want to say normal people, but they're really not normal people. <laughs> they're not like most people where people will take accountability for their wrongs and people will understand what they did, especially if they hurt somebody. Narcissists don't want to hear what they did wrong because it's it's going to shatter their self-concept of this character, of this this hero, of this this person, this facade they have created in their mind of who they are, which is the reason they do the fake things that they do, right? Whether it's love bombing you, whether it's acting or doing favors. And by the way, when they do favors for you, they're going to let you know they've done it for you, okay? It's like, you didn't see that I did this for you, right? Um, or how I was there for you, or how I called a million times. <laughs> um, you'll know, you'll start to know when a narcissist um, starts to withdraw. Now understand when they start to withdraw, they're doing a few different things here. And this is from my experience. When they start to withdraw, it's either A, they found a new supply who is feeding their narcissistic ego. Um, so they start to withdraw or if they start to withdraw, they want to see, am I still going to be a superhero in this person's mind, in their eyes? Or are they going to start to break me down? 
Now, if you're level-headed, in my experience, in the beginning of my narcissistic journey with the narcissist, in the beginning, I was cool, I was level-headed, I was civil, I was friendly, but the narcissist almost didn't like that in the beginning. It was like, oh, you didn't text me. Oh, da-da-da. I was like, uh, I thought, like, why do we need to, like, count each other's wrongs aren't we civil here which made me then believe that the narcissist was seeking more from me but then when I started to give more hey if I'm going to give more I'm going to demand more right I mean this is this is a two-way street here buddy so the narcissist doesn't like when you demand from them they only want you to give more to them than they can give back to you this is also very dangerous so if you're being love bombed and love bombing is really I mean, it's very obvious. I don't want you to think like if you're in a new relationship and they're excited and talking to you, it's love bombing. Just be mindful and careful of how much they're doing. If it's like literally every hour on the hour and if they're super charming and over the top, just be a little careful, a little cautious because busy people have a life and they're not constantly calling and texting. I said it. It really, it is what it is. If you're busy and I'm busy, we can just talk later in the day and talk about our day. We don't need to talk. I don't need to tell you that I'm eating a salad with tomatoes and I don't need to know that you just spilled your coffee. I mean, great. So wipe it and keep it moving. Like we don't need to know these things. You know, love bombers, they want to know everything and they want to know everything almost. And this is where it gets a little nutty and scary for me. They almost want to know everything because they're collecting data to use against you later my narcissist used um private things like if if i shared something that happened with me and a friend and if i had a disagreement when the narcissist needed that in their advantage they would spin that in their direction and say well you did this with so and so also and i was like huh what so they try to paint you as the bad person when you when the facade of the narcissist starts to fade the narcissist will use this data which they collect in the love bombing phase against you so you definitely want to be careful with oversharing in the beginning of a relationship because at the end of the day you don't know who you're dealing with and a lot of us don't know we're dealing with a narcissist in the beginning of a relationship we're excited and we want to talk and get to know someone but sometimes you're being love bombed so just be cautious okay now you have to really understand when a narcissist finds a new supply this is going to hurt because you were genuine your your feelings your emotions were real but you have to understand the mask the person was wearing was for themselves like let's just stop and like think about that for a second everything genuine about them was to build a character in your eyes for you to honor respect and think highly of them it wasn't because their feelings were genuine for you narcissists they lack empathy they lack understanding that they've hurt someone if they hurt someone it's like i didn't hurt you you participated in this which by the way i had a narcissist tell me i didn't hurt you that's what you wanted to do i was like what okay but anyway let's just keep it moving so you have to understand that when they do find a new supply, it's going to hurt because your whole concept of this so-called special relationship, it's no longer special 
because they make you feel like you're this great love of their life. And again, they're doing that for self-concept for themselves, not for you. They're doing it so you stay hooked and addicted to them. Now, I just really want to touch up on this and then I want to dive into the psychology of why I or why you might be into this narcissist. And when they find a new supply, you have to change your programming from the victim. Like, yes, some of us are narcissistic victims, but I just don't like to be a victim or say that. So instead, I had to reprogram and say, hey, yes, that hurt, but that person did that because that's who they are. Not because I am not worth this to them. Nobody's worth it to a narcissist. Let's just call it how it is. Narcissists lack empathy for everybody. So that's what you need to understand. The same way you exited is the same way the next person's going to get hurt and exited because they're the supply in that relationship, eventually the real world stuff. I mean, relationships are going to get hard, right? You're going to have conflict. Narcissists don't want to have any dialogue that involves them being wrong. It's like the weirdest thing I've ever encountered in my life. It's like, hey, you did this. Can you maybe just apologize? And the narcissist is like, I didn't do that. Which, by the way, is a form of gaslighting. Now, gaslighting is when the narcissist tries to tell you that your feelings are invalid. It didn't happen that way. They didn't mean it that way. You have no reason to be upset. Like, the list goes on with gaslighting. And gaslighting is done in the most subtle ways. The narcissist will test you with the weirdest things. My narcissist, (laughs) let's just say, my narcissist was a big challenge for me because this person was trying to break me sub was sud I'm trying to say subtle but whatever over time so it it just got to this point of trying to make me feel insecure without actually saying that I should be insecure it was you know making me feel really really amazing and then really really bad really it was like a roller coaster and I've never experienced that before because I've only dealt with normal people in my life so this was the first time I had these highs and lows which I got addicted to because again we when we're not healed and understand healthy love can get addicted to the narcissistic love bombing because it's the attention that oh my god look at this love that I found that we're addicted to but the truth is you are setting yourself up for a trap you're being trapped by someone who knows what they're doing so Um, when you do get hurt by a narcissist, when they do find a new supply, a new relationship, because they don't like being alone, like ever, they can tell you they're alone, which again is a form of concept and lies, but behind closed doors, they're being fed, whether text message, whether sneaky links, (laughs) as they call them, narcissists have people constantly building up and feeding their egos. They're never fully alone and focusing on healing or succeeding there they feed off of people's energy and they feed off of being the hero in your story until their their mask comes off and now their their colors show and you're like um so who are you (laughs) it's like you know 
So, but I do want to take it back because yes, there are people who do that. And yes, we should be careful. And yes, narcissists, you know, when you realize you've dealt with a narcissist for so long, it hurts because again, like you're someone who genuinely fell in love. You're someone who would have walked through the fire because you thought that was, let's say your person and you wanted to grow with the person and conversate like a normal person and talk about things and grow and say, Hey, I could take accountability. Can you narcissist like, no, no accountability here, (laughs) you know, but it's going to hurt. But I want you to understand the psychology of that's an actual, I think sickness, like narcissism is a sickness, right? Especially if on, if it's on that level of needing new supply and new people. And I know you hear this over and over and over. Like people talk about narcissism all the time, but until I, and I was in denial, by the way, I was in full denial that I was in a narcissistic situation because I was like, no, that's a term everybody uses and throws around. And because I built this person up in my mind so much, why would I want to admit that, oh my God, I'm in a narcissistic situation? Like, I don't want to come to face to face that I fell in love with a narcissist. Now, what I'm going to say next really like hit me and like woke me up. I was not in love. I was in addiction. I was in addiction to what the narcissist was supplying me, which is the massive love bombing attention. Okay, like let's stop there for a second because I hear this all the time. I know people have gone through this. People, you're probably listening to this now. Maybe you're going through it. If you're addicted to the attention that the person gave you and that's like the number one driving factor of the pain, chances are you're being love bombed. So you have to ask yourself, why was I seeking that much attention versus the actual genuine respect? Respect comes first. I don't need to talk to you 24-7 as long as you respect me, right? And as long as there's loyalty and respect, we don't need the attention. But when we're broken or unhealed, we seek the attention and that's what the narcissist knows and they provide. Also, a narcissist is going to test you with the love bombing. They're constantly going to be talking, texting, talking, texting. And in your, if, if you're reciprocating and giving that to them, they will keep doing it. Like I'll tell you a very interesting story. One time in the beginning stages of this narcissistic situation that I got into years ago, I purposely, <laughs> I mean, whatever it happens, I I like to test people also, but in an innocent way. And maybe I was busy, but <laughs> this was a test. I didn't answer for two or three hours like I just really just didn't answer this narcissist went full crazy like hello are you serious are you serious and I was like um I was just busy like are you okay and I I should have took that as a sign that the narcissist can't doesn't know how to understand boundaries the minute you try to set a boundary with a narcissist they go into full panic because their facade might fall apart because all they're actually offering is the attention. And if you're not requiring the attention, you're not an easy target. Now, the narcissist I was dealing with was highly intelligent, super intelligent, like level 100 out of 100, like super smart. And many times I would ask myself like, hmm, is it me? You know, like, is it, 
you know, is, is this person right about me? Like maybe I am, um, you know, too, um, confrontational. Maybe I am, um, all these things he says I am. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but that's the narcissist programming you and taking away your power again, slowly, instead of taking accountability, like instead of saying, Hey, I know I hurt you. I'm sorry. Like, and that takes like three seconds where you genuinely feel some kind of remorse for, you know, just a human hurting another human, but a narcissist won't go there. But instead, what I started to do was I started to lose my voice and I would start to think like, Oh, I can't say that to that person. I shouldn't say that to them. I no, I'm being dramatic. I, but then like it got to the point where I was like, are you kidding me? I just like looked at all the cards that were on the table, metaphorically speaking, like all the years and all the things that I have done for the relationship versus what the narcissist has done to the relationship. And I was like, this is an imbalance. This is an imbalance. And on your scale, there's a ton of crap. And I have to speak up. And of course, when I started speaking up, the narcissist was like, I'm done. This was the best. I have no desire to continue speaking. I was like, you don't have a desire? Then why the hell would I have a desire to speak to you? You know, you're narcissistic. So you guys, and and I had to look within myself and I had to really understand that the old broken version of me loved the attention, but the new healed version of me was like, something's not right here. And that's when I started to really understand and read and listen to stuff about narcissists. And I started to be like, oh my God, of course I got into that situation. I liked the attention, right? I liked the attention. And when it was taken away from me, I thought that there was some, like, it's almost like when the attention gets taken away from you, you feel like you're not worthy of their time anymore. That's, that's far from the truth. The truth is they, they have no potential growth in relationships. That's not how healthy relationships function. And the truth is that unless a narcissist finds someone who's always willing to be the victim and always be beneath a narcissist, they'll never be fully happy. Like, I really think that the narcissist I was on and off with for a while really liked me because I was willing to constantly take the abuse. I'm going to be honest. Like I took the abuse. I blamed myself. I would say, sorry, I overreacted. And I would always talk them up, which again, it built up their character until I realized I spent some time away from the narcissist. (laughs) Of course, they found a new supply, but when that supply didn't work, the narcissist came right back to check this supply. But by the time the narcissist came back this time around, I was around really great people. Shout out to everyone that loves me genuinely. (laughs) I was around really great people. So this time when the narcissist came back, I was like, this is awful. No, this is not acceptable. And I was quicker to respond and the narcissist was not thrilled and because of that the narcissist started to pull away which then I made it very clear to the narcissist to stay away from me completely I was like there is no reason for us to be communicating here you and I are like night and day I have great people around me and this this is not acceptable for me anymore sorry thank you access denied right and 
you know, I gave the narcissist a chance to prove themselves to me. And of course they didn't. So what do they do? They probably went to the next supply. So I felt like having this conversation because I, besides myself going through a narcissist, I hear people all the time going through it. And it's a scary, scary thing. Like these people really, really charm you they charm you to the point of addiction. And when you're unhealed, love or let's say lust can become the addiction. And, you know, it it got to the point where, believe it or not, I was afraid to receive, this is going to sound crazy, but this is how intense narcissist, you know, abuse is. They would text me so much that I would, and we all get dopamine hits from a text message, by the way, that this time around when the narcissist came back, I actually silenced their text message because I was scared to get addicted to their attention because we get addicted to the dopamine hits of them calling or texting us. So I want you to understand if ever, and, and you'll feel it, by the way, it's okay to have butterflies somewhat when someone texts you but if you hear or see their name really often on your phone just pay attention you're getting dopamine hits and you're forming an actual addiction to a person I don't think that's healthy love at all I don't think that's healthy love I think healthy love is someone who's your best friend someone who you talk and you can go back and forth and they genuinely care about you so if something happens it takes less than a second for them to take accountability and I only know that because I am very fortunate enough to have really great male friends in my life but one specific one um just conscious super conscious man and he's like the the definition of an ideal partner um you know when I think of a partnership that's the kind of partnership I would want is that kind of connection not saying it's him but I'd like to be like that (laughs) and it's someone who just like hey you did this I didn't like it and like within less than a second it's I'm sorry you're right and they could see the what they did wrong really own up to it and Not only that, but when something happens, they look at things through the lens of your eyes like, oh, that might hurt so and so because they care, right? Like they genuinely care about you. So I'm very lucky that I have conscious men and conscious friendships and really healthy, healthy, healthy love in my life that by the time this person came back around, I was like, "Uh uh-uh, you're very unhealthy and... And I even said, like, if you read, and I, this is how I got rid of the narcissist. I said, if you care about me, like you say you do, because again, the narcissist wants to be the hero. So you have to use reverse psychology on them. If you want, if you care about me, like you say you do, then you will block me. <laughs> yeah, guys, I actually had the narcissist block me. I didn't block them. And I told them, I said, I'm not blocking you because I actually called them a narcissist. I said, because if I block you, you're going to spin it in my direction, which they will. And they have in the past. Like, well, you blocked me. Yeah, I blocked you because you're unhealthy. But anyway, I actually used, and this is how I knew this person was full narcissist because 
nothing was made like he was not blocking me I was like block me like wish me the best from like afar nothing was working I was like all right if this is a narc like I really believe it is I'm gonna make him the hero and then he's gonna want to do it so I said if you really care about me like you say you do then the nicest or I think I said the realest thing for you to do is block me (laughs) that worked like magic within seconds of me using the hero instinct on this person it was like I care about you so much I'm gonna block you now he didn't say that but that was the line that got him to block me was like if you care about me you will block me so then this way he blocks me but on the terms of wow he cares about me so he blocked me but see because my mind is at a healthy place now I was like, wow, look at that narc. He did it only because I made him the good guy for blocking me. You see what I did there? Okay, so narcissists love to be the superhero of your story. So if you want a narcissist to block you, try that. If you care about me, you'll block me. It works like a charm. And then they will, and then you get rid of the narcissist. (laughs) But I want you to really bring awareness to the love addiction, to the love bombing, to the dopamine hits you're getting, to the unhealed version of you seeking attention. Do not seek attention. Do not seek attention. Seek respect and healthy love. This is my narcissistic rant of the day. I love you guys so much.